we look at one of the most obscure and odd entries in the kaiju canon with the thailand release of an ultraman knockoff this is kaiju versus history jumbor gase and giant Welcome back to Kaiju vs. History. This is your alien overlord, Miles. And joining me is another ancient statue come to life, Patrick. Patrick, how are you doing this week? G- great. Great in general. I'm excited. I'm glad be- one of us is. <laughs> I'm excited to be talking about this film this week. Nestled I'm glad one right, of us is. Right after Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla and right before another Godzilla film entry we had to have something to break up the godzilla yeah we, we we were we were eating too good exactly so we had to have a palate cleanser you, you had to have that kind of 89 cents gas station burrito yeah, so that you can enjoy there's the, too many good films in the early 1970s you need to prepare yourself for what is <laughs> what is to, to come happen. after this yeah. yeah so this is a good indeed palate cleanser well so this is this is the weird thing about this film is one you know it's not exactly an easy to to watch it is hard to find i I don't think it was originally on our list because um when we started this podcast a year and a half ago or so there were no dubs or subs that i could find online you could buy like a dvd for like you know fifty dollars on ebay but that that was about it there's like a single dvd release and we'll, we'll talk about why there's not more in a little bit but yeah this this one was hard to 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 watch so uh and, we are and like like voyage from space this is a compilation film right yes and no there's footage used from the jumborg ace tv show but it is original enough <laughs> I, w- I would okay. say majority of the film is original footage i'm pretty sure okay we are of course talking about 1974's jumborg ace and giants a subaraya production along with a co-production with the Sandpoint Sands Chayo Productions from Thailand. This is, as we mentioned, based on the 1973 television series Jumborg Ace, which it uses footage from, and was one of the series created by Subarai to celebrate their 10th anniversary. Uh, so, along with Ultraman Tarot, which came out, I believe, that same year, and uh, another show, which I didn't put in our notes, Fireman, maybe? <laughs> uh, was it Mirror Man? Mirror Man, one of those other shows that I've, you know, we don't have access to, <laughs> perhaps. Um, well, more, more, more and more of the, uh, the tokusatsu stuff is becoming more available, especially, I mean, honestly, the... The grand release of Ultraman and now this this year, more common writer stuff has, op- I think, beginning to open the floodgates. The uh, Toei's Tokusatsu YouTube channel has put several shows on weekly releases like Jam Person and some of the movies as well. So, I mean, it's possible that this stuff is going to get more and more releases out here. It's, I'm, I'm perfectly happy because it's not just Super Sentai, which I love, but... Um, I recently drew my co-host from the more you nerd and Patrick was a former co-host on there. We 
recently just fell in love with that franchise. We foolhardily did a single month just to scratch the surface and then found, oh man, this is amazing. It's an an entire podcast. It is an entire podcast. And that was, I was like, oh man, if people actually cared about our show, we could do this, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I'm, I'm, so I, I love Tokusatsu and I conceptually love what they're trying to do here. Well, yeah, you know, so so much of of Ultraman is so iconic to the 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 kaiju cinema universe. Mm-hmm. This film is kind of playing on that and playing on the popularity of these TV shows. Jumborg Ace did only run for a single season, I believe, but that single season is fifty episodes, and it was pretty popular, and it was. Indeed, it followed Mirror Man, I think, in the production schedule for for Subaraya. So, uh, yeah, uh, I do. I do want to ask because you said you this was initially not on our schedule. Mm-hmm. So, I, I just, I just, I academically, I have to know why. <laughs> why indeed? Well, the, the same way that Voyage into Space kind of came upon i feel like we should watch one of these films that were part of co-productions with thailand to you know show that they're out there another very popular one that we'll we'll talk about that is not on this list is hanuman versus the seven ultraman i think it's another one by it's the uh, Six Ultra Brothers, I think, is what the official title is. It's another some point Sans co-production, and there are just so many Ultraman kind of crossovers and knockoffs. I feel like having at least one represent on this list, even though, it, of course, Jumbo Race is its own like actual, you know, separate thing. <laughs> An official. But you won't let me watch more Ultraman. <laughs> it's his own official. That's another one that you could do an entire oh podcast. yeah hundred um, <laughs> percent. But Jumbo Race is its own thing. But also, more importantly, the giant in in the film's title is his own creation as well. And and so I wanted to give his is his due in a this is an actually theatrically released film, even though it was never released in Japan. It was theatrically released in Thailand because of the popularity of. Yukwood Zhang, the quote unquote giant, the giant statue in the the movie. Yeah, and I mean, so I, I will say this: I think the the statue looks pretty cool. I think the the actual statue suit, I mean, for the clearly low budget they had, looks pretty neat. Kind of has a Pazuzu from Exorcist vibe, if I'm being honest. Nah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I. Uh, I mean, it, it's so funny. We're coming off of this right after a very similar plot in, in kind of story in Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla, where like a statue comes alive and and joins up with the hero to take on evil well, aliens. After th- this, this does have a kind of a, a comic book, a typical comic book team up situation where like, oh, they have to fight first and yes. then they team up. Yes. And, like, and Which, agonizingly long fight. Uh, yes, the uh, the first time they they come together and <laughs> it uh, it makes sense. Perhaps they they don't know each other. They're not really like controlled by you know the, the same forces at that point in the movie. So they they do fight. I did want to mention 
real quick, not many alternative titles besides the the original title, Yuckwood Zhang versus Jumbo A. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm, I wasn't on my ball. I'm sorry. So before we start talking <laughs> about this movie, Patrick, why don't you tell us what's in the title? Not a whole lot, Miles. This has been released in U.S., I think, DVD you, you, formats. The, the, the as, thing we uh, watched was, I think it was called Mars Men. Yeah, Mars Men or Mars Adam is, is various titles you can find. The worldwide English title we're going with is Jumborg Ace and Giant, but it's also been called Giant and Jumborg Ace and, and oh, all various permutations. Important thereof. distinction. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. <laughs> um, and of course, like I said, Yukwa Jung versus Jumbo A, not Ace, but A, just the the letter. And Giant and Jumbo A are all alternative titles for this film. This statue that that we've been talking of is from a 1973 Thai film called Ta Tien or Xia Jian, and was also, of course, created by Sampot Sands Chayo Productions. It was a huge hit there, which is why it prompted this co-production with Subaraya, where you have an Ultraman-like hero, a science fiction hero, mixing with the fantasy hero of this this statue. Which, again, conceptually makes sense. And a lot of this movie reminds me of Ultraman, Super Sentai. I mean, you have this kind of like overlord type character who reminds me of a, a dozen Power Ranger villains. Yeah, the, the demon Gonye. And there there are some cool ideas cooking. So here here's here's the rub. And this is why my viewing of this movie is so skewed. Because there's no official US release that we can get a hold of. What did we watch, Patrick? <laughs> well, we watched a, a fan dub that was released for free online. Uh, you can find DVD versions of this film from its, I think it's only official release. I don't know if it's ever been officially released here, though. I think you'd have to get it sent from from overseas. I'm, I'm just looking at does, it. Does it have a, uh, English subtitles on it, though? <clears throat> I th- yes, I believe that has a, a subtitle version of, yeah, of we should film. start a patreon for this kind of stuff because yeah, the, <laughs> the the original sandpoint sands vcd of of the film is you can you can buy it for 50 dollars online i wasn't yeah. as excited about this film to, to drop that <laughs> amount of cash on no it, but, it's, it's it's perfectly fine but yeah but based the fan, on what i've seen that I, I understand but so the fan dub we watched was you know Exactly what it sounded like. It was a fan dub, and so I didn't, not great. I didn't listen to you when you said it was a fan dub. I just <laughs> thought it was a regular dub, and <laughs> like cause my notes were about how bad the dub was. Oh, it was and, one of the worst dubs in history. If it was no, I, I I said I in my notes it says the dub makes this movie unwatchable. <laughs> and well. I don't think I could do much better. Oh, I could <laughs> dubbing, but on a rainy day, I, I, <laughs> look your pet you, your pet dog could do a better job. I'm sorry, I don't like talking smack, but this this I felt like I was watching South Park with these high these like sped up voices, and <laughs> it was so. My view on this film is skewed so badly because 
I mean, yes, it's a cheap production. We start off with a giant painting of space that the camera zooms in on to the degree that you can see the brushstrokes and keeps kind of panning and cutting to different parts of the painting as if we're supposed to be super impressed by that. Maybe maybe in the 60s, but it, it's a bummer that we couldn't watch it in the original language, but... Well- from what I have seen, you, you can watch I, in the original language, but you will not have a dub or a sub. There, there are exactly. original that, language versions online that's, as well. That's, which, that's what I meant. Is so I could kind of skew because I mean there there are certain scenes where I'm like, this is probably fine if I don't have someone doing a bad Cartman impression in my ear, and that that that's I, I want to say I just wanted to point that out because I'm going to not be super high on this film. And part of that was the experience of the only thing available to me, which was this fan so-called dub. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the fans put a lot of work into making it accessible, which I appreciate. Did they? Did yeah, they? Well, they recorded an entire dub for, for the movie, but it, it is, you know, amateur. Give me a bottle of vodka and a couple of friends and I will do the same thing of the same quality. I <laughs> promise you. At, at, at least the same quality. Um, I mean, we could talk about what is original to the, the film in, in the, the pseudimation for yeah, the, 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 the monsters, for the, the statue, for giant and, and jumbo gaze. It looks really good in, in some yeah, parts. I, be, you know. Being a Tokusatsu fan, I, I, I was a fan of what I was visually seeing. I liked the kind of base where you had the kind of leader, you know, dishing insults to subordinates. And I, I, I thought that aspect looked pretty good. The moon fights where, where they, uh, the, the low call that they choose. I appreciate that it wasn't just like another field somewhere on earth but they actually took it to to outer space i appreciated that i i certainly liked the ambition of it the 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 fight is not as fun as they seem to be having but they they are definitely having a good time but you know special effects wise there's some some great explosions and and i mean subaraya never really phones that aspect in you know no and and here's the weird thing and again this is informed by the awful awful dub but there is a scene where the monsters are attacking the city Mm -hmm. and there's a moment where they are a hundred percent paying homage to 1954's Gojira, where you have a mother trying to shield her kid from the fires going on, and she's, <laughs> you know, it's visually it works. I don't know what the original actress was emoting. I just know what <laughs> Brittany Chipmunk was emoting, and that that that's a problem. And again, I, I I hate to keep harping on that, but that 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 mars my entire viewing experience. Visually, though, I, I do think that that attack on the city looked pretty good. Like you said, Super mm-hmm. doesn't really phone stuff in. I do think that the fights are okay. Like, I thought, okay, here I can at least turn the volume down because the dubbing voices were terrible. The fights are okay. It's yeah. it's not as good as an Ultraman. It's it, it's it felt certainly like not a Godzilla-level fight. Television, yeah, production, which is fine. This, though, I think... As you know, an original Thai creation with with the the statue uh, Wakyan Zhang, uh, I feel like this probably played very well in in Thailand, and you know got people very excited to see a 
a Japanese hero and a Thailand hero kind of team up. And, you know, that's, that's some of what made some point Sans, Zeng Du Chai, his, his actual last name, very popular, but also kind of caused his, his downfall in a lot of ways in, in film history. We, we talked a little about the six Ultra Brothers versus the Monster Army and the, the Hanuman series, but that was another co-production with, with Subaraya, but that one, well, relations between the companies kind of fell apart when Sandpoint Sands, the, the producer of her trio productions, claimed that because those movies were released under his production in Thailand, he would have access to all the Ultraman characters that were in the movie in any production he wanted to do. So he made some other knockoff films. And oh, honey. Oh, honey, no. <laughs> yeah. The, and <laughs> this was, you know, the, the re-release of those, the DVD sales and things like that, that, that legal battle from the seventies was not won officially by Subaraya in Japan until 2008, if you can believe it. So one I, of the reasons I can, we, I mean, knowing the situation between certain Japanese companies and say Harmony Gold that have gone on for decades, I, I can a hundred percent believe that. We don't have a DVD because of that. More than likely, uh, some points and claimed that the son of the late EJ Subaraya, Buru Subaraya, gave him and his company the the rights to Ultraman outside of Japan in exchange for a loan in the the seventies, which you know they were I guess were never able to prove and was never like written down on paper. So don't do those handshake deals unless you have yeah. them ironclad contracts, yeah. but. Honestly, again, like the, the Harmony Gold thing where like the deal was made literally on a napkin. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that that's one of the reasons that you're not going to see this movie, you know, distributed far and wide. But, you know, I th- I would like to revisit this if they ever were able to get the rights. And it, do yeah, if, if I could if I could watch a proper release of this movie, I, I would be interested and. And not but, having to pay fifty dollars for an import DVD that may or may not work. But uh, Miles, th- this is the the one that we watched, and this is the one that we have to review. Okay, well, <laughs> what? So what? again, that's why I've been harping on this dub the entire time because guess guess what? <laughs> well, and this is what uh, you know, our fans listening. This is probably unless you speak Thai, I guess the only version that you really have access to which is you know one of the reasons like i said it was not on our list originally but i wanted to give it at least a fair shake <laughs> maybe it should have stayed off our list i'm just saying <laughs> well uh what, what about you and, and you know me i i i have i have been a, a big fan of adding things to this list but i mean <laughs> here here's the thing i mean my per- you're ask, asking my personal rating for this one personal enjoyment yeah uh, yeah how, so how did you enjoy this film i didn't um <laughs> My personal enjoyment was, yes, marred by the dubbing. And because of that, I only focused on the things that stuck out as bad about this production from the, 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 the painted sets for space and for any time there was a, a clear choreograph flub or something like, but, but to be perfectly honest, based off the version of the film that I watched, it's unwatchable. Now I am, but because of that, I am giving it a two because it's not indicative of the original creation. I am yeah. basing my personal experience off of what I personally watched. This is not 
unfortunately, it's indicative of my opinion of this particular film, but I'm specifically talking about Mars Men, which was the fan dub. Because if I watch the original thing, yeah, I might have some criticisms, but this could have been a, a, a four or five out of 10. It wasn't going to be high no matter what, because that technical aspect was pretty rough, but maybe these, these people were decent actors and I couldn't hear it. And that's a real problem for me. So yeah, my personal experience was really marred by that because you can't like, yeah, you can enjoy some of the stuff, but honestly, no, you can't. So it's two <laughs> out of 10 for me. I, I was, I was much more kind, you know, but the, the dub dub is terrible. I'm trying to rate this on what I would have thought about this film, even if we had gotten just a regular dub or, or, or sub, I mean, very similar to Voyage into Space. I know we talked about that. There is some reused bits of the television show, but I don't know if I would be able to pick them out because it, it's, you know, the same production company and cheap. doing the same thing. I mean, it's a television production. The pacing of this film is very off in parts, very much like yeah. Johnny Sacco, but yeah, much fewer woes in, in that were. Well, and I'll over. say my. My opinion of that one was fairly middling. Like I was like, "Oh, there's some fun <clears throat> stuff here, but it's it's a five. That but one was was a great deal more enjoyable, I would say, because of how crazy it was. So I'm I'm knocking this down uh, to a a five. A nine year old ten. got shot by a sniper. Like, so much of fun. Course, of course, I, it was fun. It, that one was incredible. Bad. This is just closer to bad for me. Yeah. Uh, so a five out of ten for me for the technical. I'm giving a little more points because I think Super Ride does not phone in these kind of productions. Like I said, I'm giving it a six out of ten because while a lot of Odd things are about the film, those pyrotechnics, the sets. I really enjoyed the locales where it was shot, the temple and, and things like that. Do you stand out as, as interesting production value? You what know, about, what about you, Miles? You're not wrong. My, so my initial knee jerk reaction was three because I, again, I apparently wasn't listening when you said it was a fan dub and I thought <laughs> this was some sort of official release, which I thought was inconceivable. And I'm glad to have been right about that. So I'm going to be a little kinder on that aspect because I do agree with you. I do think the Super Riot production aspect of it is pretty good from a special effects standpoint. Mm -hmm. I really can't say anything about the script or the acting because I didn't get to experience it. So it's not really fair for me to give it anything higher than a, a five Ooh. because I think that visually it's solid, mm -hmm. but it is unfair of me to talk about the script or the acting or even the basic story when I can't properly access it. Even even if the the dub folks knew what they were doing, even though that script seemed very liberal with their language. Like when that one... <laughs> I talk about favorite scenes. When that kid turns with his dad and says, BS. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, there ain't no way that's what was said in this movie. There is uh, no way on earth. And he doesn't say BS, he says the whole thing, but I can't remember what this podcast is rated. So um yeah. So yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give i I'll be fair, I'm gonna give a five out of ten. For for its evocative nature, this does not add much to the world of, of kaiju cinema outside of of the Chaotian giant that we get to see kind of represented in a larger scale because of course this movie really probably only survived because it had the connection to the Subraya productions. So oh, I mean, 100%. There, there are other Kaiju movies 
and kind of giant monster movies from other parts of the world that came out that we're never able to see or talk about. We did we talked about some of them in our Lost Kaiju special, especially from that part of the world, just because they never received any kind of international or overseas release. And, you know, I, I did want to add this to the list because at the very least we get you know, unofficial releases of this film where people can, can, can look at them. But yeah, I am very confident in telling that this is a very skippable part of Kaiju cinema history, (laughs) Miles. So I'm giving it one of our our lower scores on that end, which on our rating scale is a dis, uh, a soulless (laughs) score of a, a four out of 10. I don't know if that is where the production company was coming from, but f- from this end of things, this is a a disappointing film of of the 1970s so far. One of the most disappointing. What about you? Yeah, so I'm sticking with my my score of two. I mean, this is a virtually unheard of movie. It's hyper obscure. There's not a lot of really evoke anything. Like it seems like it could be a cool tokusatsu ripoff but Mm -hmm. i I don't know based off what i've seen and i can only interact with what i have actively seen yeah um but i mean that that in of itself talking about its evocative nature the fact that like look i'm I'm a big proponent of hidden gems and everything but i mean even based off what i what i have seen without the the dubbing it's it's got some okay special effects it doesn't really does anything that adds to the, the subgenre especially for kaiju specifically kaiju so mm. i'm i'm sticking with my two out of ten yeah yeah not not much in the way of story or, or characters monsters like i said this is you know i had never even heard of jumborg ace before this it is you know in the the same vein as as ultraman it looks like ultraman we didn't even talk about the the pseudomation very very similar kind of look uh, mm-hmm. compared to Ultraman. And I don't know if you can find any of the episodes officially released either of the TV show, but probably where it should be on our, our rating scale, one of the lowest in the 1970s. Our, our podcast final is a 4 out of 10 for for the movie uh, in total. Maybe lower, <laughs> but I, I could I could easily see this being like a five or a six with an official release. Maybe they can find a master print. Like I feel like this is a also a, a not great looking version of the film. Maybe find mm-hmm. a, a good dub or a sub that has has been around. But uh, we'll see if if maybe with the the passing of Some Point Sands two years ago, if the rights to this film can ever make their way back to Subaraya and or another production company that will be allowed to put out a DVD for it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would I would I would honestly be interested in reappraising this if we got some sort of official release, just because I, I do feel like this this movie was done an injustice by having a fan dub that we watched and not any original language or a subtitled affair that may be more indicative of the quality of the picture. But it also showcases how bad that fan dub is. I think the fan dub um, is also shorter than the the original film, so there there might be things cut out as well. Oh um, no, I don't want more of the movie. <laughs> I was about to say you you got the the hundred and 
20 minutes version or, or 80 minutes, I should say, versus the 90 minute cut of the film. Right. Where, where can people find us if they would like to sell us their copy of Jumbo Gates and Giant <laughs> You can find us at Kaiju versus History at gmail.com, on Twitter at Kaiju versus History and Kaiju versus History.com. So please rate, review our show, comment, share with friends, let us know what you think. Um, if you thought we were probably a little lazy with this movie, well, there's a reason for that. Um, not, also, not a lot you can find online no. about the production, unfortunately. <laughs> so, Patrick, tell us what we're doing next week. Take us back to the promised land. <laughs> yeah, of course. We're going back to Toho Studios, who's got a single last gasp yet with Godzilla in this decade before packing it up. But yeah, we're going to return to the visionary director, Ashiro Honda, that created the character originally in order to close out this series correctly. That is correct. You heard us right. Tune in next time for History vs. Terror of Mecha Godzilla. Bum, 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 bum.